Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark out for a it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. I'm on AllThingsComedy.com, their uh, podcast uh, platform. And over at AllThingsComedy.com, there's a lot of podcasts if you like podcasts, which I think you guys do, Rangers. Anyway, let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song you just heard. He sang with his wife, Sarah Cohen. Mike will sing again at the end words that he made up to the Mexican hat dance. And that is very funny to this day. Uh, it, we're about to enter December, you guys. Uh, what? We're about to enter September, you guys, which will end year 10 of doing the Dork Forest. Very exciting. So know in your hearts that if you're enjoying the program, now's the time to donate. Uh, feel free to throw some money at the Dork Forest. And a lot of you have, and I thank you for it, quite honestly, because I got, uh, I got uh, some, uh, some unexpected bills. So let's do it. But other than that, there is on JackieCation.com, there's a donation button. There's an Amazon banner. You can order from Amazon and that doesn't cost you any extra. And you just order from Amazon. It's just a portal that you go to the, to the Amazon website and you just order like normal, and then the Dork Forest gets a bit of a kickback. So there's that. Other than that, on my new website, on the website, there is my tour, Stand Up County. This week, I am in Los Angeles. I'm going to be running my new album. I'm going to try to figure out the new album order. So I'm doing 4 o'clock and the afternoon shows over at the Clubhouse on Vermont. So come on down. I think it's a $5 donation to come and watch me. Uh, look at my set list a lot and do an hour. What do you think of that? Does that sound like something? I'm in town for that. And, um, I think I only did the Mike Rickberg part of the credits. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio and Vilmos is working on the website. Vilmos is working on a new website. I don't know if it'll be up when this goes up, but, uh, it looks really cool. He did a really nice job. So if you're looking for website work, talk to Vilmos. There's a link. Uh, the show's on iTunes. You can review it. You can tell people about the show. You can buy merch if you want, T-shirts, CDs, a DVD. The last CD and DVD is called This Will Make an Excellent Horcrux, and it was critically acclaimed. And it is available for streaming, if you just want it that way, on ComedyFilmNerds.com. Or you can get hard copies uh, on the merch page, on the store page, on JackieCation.com. Other than that, I think that's about it. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. But God knows, let's get into it. It's a good one. Let's talk it's to a dork. I'm in the living room in Van Nuys with Phil Johnson, comedian. Hello. Good Welcome to be here. Welcome to the Dork Forest. I was, I was driving into Van Nuys this morning, and I was, I always like to know if there's a song about a city. Oh, yeah? And I couldn't think of one about Van Nuys. And then I remembered there is a song. The, the opening <laughs> clip of 6AM's Heroin Diaries record uh, has a song called Van Nuys, and the hook line is, Nobody Wants to Die in Van Nuys. Which part of that sentence is the band? Oh, a 6 a.m. is, is the, the name, name of the, of the band. band. Yeah. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for playing. <laughs> Thanks for playing. Jackie doesn't know anything about music. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> it's 
philjohnsoncomedy.com. Correct. Uh, you're a Bay Area comic. Yes. And it's, uh, you're on the Twitter at Roadside Phil. Yep. And at under, under, and your pod, your podcast, you have a pirate podcast I have called a pirate podcast. Under the Crossbones. Yes. And the Twitter for that is at under crossbones. Correct. And it's under crossbones.com and it's all on Un- under the crossbones.com. Oh, it's yeah. under the. It's, Twitter, it doesn't allow for the the because it was too many characters. Ah. Which I'm notorious for. Uh, too many characters, too many words, too many everything. Chatty Magoo. Yes. Let's do it. Uh, here's the good news. Uh, we're going to talk uh, for an hour about pirates. Yes. I don't know anything about pirates. All I know about pirates, I know from uh, historical fiction. Okay. So, uh, and I also do a time travel joke where uh, that's how I think we're going to kill ourselves. We're going to line up and say things like, I wonder what real pirates were like. <laughs> that person will go back in time and be killed immediately. Yes. By oh, a yeah. pirate. Yeah. And that's absolutely how. It would go, would they, yeah, for yeah. sure, yeah. Does that, that sound about accurate? Yeah, the, I mean, the funny thing with the with the with pirate anybody's pirate origin story in this pirate fandom community, yeah, is is that uh, they either got hooked on history really early as a kid mm-hmm. and got looped into the pirate thing, or they're Disney people. Mm. That's that's the more common one. Oh, right, right. That would be a gateway drug to lo- thinking pirates were jolly. Super gateway drug. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Disney pirates, maybe not as accurate. No. As real pirates. Not nearly. But I mean that actually goes back to Errol Flynn and and Tyrone Power and all the early, early pirate movies from the the thirties and twenties right. and thirties and things like that. The romanticizing they... of pirates has always been a thing. Yes. Because yeah. I love those Errol Flynn movies. Oh, they're and, fantastic, yeah. Yeah. So under the crossbones, do you do real pirates? Do you do Disney pirates? Or is it all just pirates? So, do you do Wall Street pirates? What's happening? <laughs> Not yet. No, no Wall Street pirates, no Somali pirates. Those okay. are the only things I haven't oh, touched on. Fair enough. Uh, and, and probably I don't think any, uh, media pirates just Oh, yet, right, right, right. Uh, but no, I talked to, there's, I mean, we kind of, a lot of the golden age stuff, which is 1680 to 1720, basically. Okay. And, uh, I talk to people who are doing something interesting in that community. So it's, uh, people. The community of people who love pirates? People who love pirates, yeah. So there's a huge, like, pirate band music scene. There are historians, there's treasure wreck divers, there's people who make clothes, there's, um, artists, painters, writers, all that kind of stuff. So I, I personally, I use the, the premise of pirates. Just to get into talking whatever they talk about. Okay, so you know? if you're in a pirate band, yes. you might write pirate fan fiction. Yes. You might sew pirate, do co- pirate cosplay. Right. Anything. There's Anything. all sorts of stuff out there. You might just like to draw pirates. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, uh, um, I'm trying to think of the, the – I talked to the guy who invented the Captain Morgan rum character. And uh, Oh, you talked to the guy who invented the Captain Morgan rum? I have to yeah, say that. his name is Don Mates. Okay. And I guarantee you, you've seen his work because he does tons of sci-fi book covers. Okay. And things like that, which I can't remember which one's off the top of my head. Right. But the classic, like, Raymond E. Feist fic- uh, fantasy stuff. Mm. Um, M-A-T-E-S? Uh, M-A-I-T-Z. Don M-I- Mates. Don Mates. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm he... I'm sure Todd Mason has heard of him because he there's a yeah. ranger who loves... Uh, old pulpy kind of stuff. Yes, so yeah. he's done ton of tons of those, but he was the guy that came up with the Captain Morgan rum character, and he told me this fantastic story about how he's got all these different oil paintings of the things, and he he uh, put them on top of his car and then drove off. And uh, as he was going to the meeting with the liquor company. Oh, and he company, had not tied them down. And, no, because they were small. They were just small. Oh. And uh, they landed. Oh, he'd left them on top of the. Like you would leave your coffee yeah. cup on the top of a car. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> oh my God. And, it, and they went right into a puddle. And so he's trying to clean them up massively and he finally gets them to the thing. And the one thing that, that pirate fans always say about the Captain Morgan rum character is that it looks nothing like the actual Captain Morgan. Okay. Uh, which it does not. Uh, and he addressed that right off the bat. He was like, what happened was. 
They said, we like the, the nose on this guy and the mustache on that guy and the hat on that different one over there. Oh. Put those all together, and that's going to be our character. And so that's why it looks nothing like the actual Captain he Morgan. Because he had done paintings of the character Captain Morgan from old-timey paintings of Captain Morgan. Yeah, and also just sort of general pirate paintings. Who was yeah. Captain Morgan? Captain Morgan was a, a uh, an explorer. He was a – depending depending on whose side you're on, Right. he was either a privateer or a pirate. Uh, if you are English, he was a privateer. If you were anybody else, he was a pirate. Now, privateers were sort of licensed pirate by the crown. By the, yeah, so they would get what it was called a letter of mark, and that was permission. With a Q. With a Q, because it's, <laughs> why not? Why not? It it's was old that tiny time. days. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's use those cues. <laughs> Let's use those cues. And, uh, and so, yeah, so he would get a letter of mark, and that allowed him to go out and sack ships of whoever they were at war with at the time. Okay. Spain or France or, or whoever. So this, this piece of paper says you can go attack Spanish ships. Okay. So if you were English, he was a privateer. He was the good guy. If you were Spanish, he was a pirate. Right. And did pirate, did Spain have privateers? Of course. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everybody did. Everybody had a privateer. Yeah. Okay. And then there, there were the guys that just went rogue and they would hit everybody. Okay. Yeah. They and hit- those were the real pirates. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those were, and well, and the thing is, is, is if, if, Captain Morgan took over uh, a Spanish ship. Ship didn't he get a cut? Yes. Okay, there was like a percentage, or was it um, if he if he had backers? So like he would have private backers. Like we would it was crowdfunding. Like invest- I guess. Yeah, yeah it was crowd- <laughs> investors. Investors crowd- crowdfunding. Yeah, sure. And so they would they would put together the crew the crew and the money for the ship and the supplies and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, the backers would get a piece of whatever was stolen. Right. And then the crew, like the the captain, would get two shares. The quartermaster would get two shares. Uh, the uh, the the first mate or uh, the gunner and the uh, the Boston would get uh, one and a half shares, and then the rest of the crew would get one share. So it was all—I mean, very, very sort of evenly divided, except for the investors got most of the money. They, okay, yeah. so so essentially, so the investors the got most. Yeah, 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 of course, the ones who sat at home, <laughs> right. and had money. Yes, and, and they got. But so okay, so Captain Morgan was British. Yes. And this was in 1680 or whatever? Oh, he was actually earlier. He was um, sort of before that golden age. Uh, he was in the uh, early... He's on that page. 16, yeah, 1660s. Okay, just yeah. 20 years before. Yeah, so he's a little bit earlier in the time frame. And then even before, like 100 years before that, you've got Sir Francis Drake, who's sort of a similar kind of character. Okay. Oh, wow. So Sir Francis Drake... Who has been lionized and canonized right. and all the things? Yeah, was a was a pirate. Yeah, and he did all that kind of stuff too. Because a lot of it, I mean, a lot of the guys that became pirates were either doing it on a quote unquote legal basis, based mm-hmm. on whatever government they were from, or they'd gone rogue from the merchant navy. Okay, because the merchant navy was sort of this hellish job. That, you know, the, if you could get out of it and get your own team going. Yeah. Well, they had different rules because the, the captains were, you know, they would beat the crew regularly and, right. and steal from them and all this kind of stuff. It was all, there was a much more uh, center of power on a merchant ship. Uh, whereas on, and that's what on a, why on a pirate ship, it was much more evenly divided. The okay. captain only had real power during a battle. Are there merchant ships 
Navy ships and pirate ships? Was yes. the Navy different than the merchant? Yeah, yeah. So okay. the merchant, it'd be like merchant marines now where you're shipping goods and things like that. Okay. Yeah. And, but the merch, but the, the captain of the merchant ship had crazy ass powers back Super. in the day. Yeah. yeah. He was like, and it was a dictatorship. It was a total dictatorship yeah. and, and completely that would people get press ganged into the Navy or would they get press ganged into the merchant Navy? The um, merchant marines. I would guess that a lot of that happened all the way across the board. Okay. Because they like, would they would send a press gang to the town and get and whatever. Just grab somebody because we, need a, they need. we yeah. need a kid. Right. And what? So did the? Because if I I have very little information. But, uh, <laughs> That's but why. I have, honestly, so did I going into this. Yeah. I've learned so much. How over many the episodes last year. are there of of? Um, under the, under the crossbones. We're 53 episodes in now. Okay. Yeah, it's a weekly show. And, uh, I mean, I've always been a pirate dork since I was a kid, but I came at it from the Disney thing. What was the Disney thing? What, my uh, parents. Robin Hood is not a pirate. Or, wait, Captain Peter Pan. Yeah, Captain Hook. And I'm, I'm wearing a Captain Hook watch. I have Captain Hook crap all over my office. <laughs> okay. And, uh, but, uh, my parents surprised me with a trip to Disneyland when I was uh, 11, I think. Uh, did you grow up in the Bay Area? Yeah, San Jose. Okay. Yeah, I'm from the from there originally, and so they surprised us with this trip to Disneyland. We had never been, and uh, I rode Pirates of the Caribbean, and I was like, I want a house that looks like this, right? Yeah, and it was, you know, it was just and the, it's the greatest the thing. Before the movies and everything, before right? the movies, yeah, before all that kind of stuff. I mean, this is early '80s, I guess. Okay, wow. So. You went, did Pirates of the Caribbean. Yep. You had seen Peter Pan or not? I had seen Peter Pan. Yeah. And okay. I always dug Captain Hook as sort of this flawed villain character who has, you know, a lot of insecurities, which <laughs> any talk, kid, man. yeah, any kid can <laughs> identify with that. You're like, Oh, that guy is evil, but he's got problems too. You know, <laughs> right. That, I get, I get where he's coming from. Yeah. <laughs> we all have anger issues, Captain Hook. I'm 11. I get yeah, it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I liked those characters. And as soon as I wrote the ride, I was like, that's it. And from there on, I was, you know, I was dressing as a pirate every Halloween and all that kind of stuff. And, okay. and so the, the whole Disney thing is really where I came from. Disneyland uh, though. That's what really, specifically, and, cause yeah. I think when I first moved here, which is almost, I think 20 years ago now, uh-huh. uh, I went to Disneyland relatively early on cause I'd never been. Uh-huh. And the Disney ride was different before Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Movies. Came yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And it was, it was a lot more violent. It was. It yeah. was just, I mean, violent in a Chuck E. Cheese kind of way. Sure. In, in sort of a cre- <laughs> creepy, like, you know, the guys are chasing ladies. And right. now I think they're chasing the food. Now they're chasing food or treasure. Yeah, or, or treasure yeah. or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, like, they PC'd that scene up quite a bit. Right. Yeah. Which, um, whatever. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, the, but it's, it's, have you now... Every episode for the last two episodes, I think I have mentioned Cage Baker's uh, time travel or immortality book series, okay. the company. Uh-huh. But uh, the main character in the future in the uh, is uh, he's obsessed with pirates. Okay, obsessed with pirates, and he's fabulously wealthy. Okay, and so he makes himself uh, a ship that will go back to pirate times. And he's like, I really want to go back to pirate times, uh-huh. and his. Uh, the, the main character that we have followed through this this whole book, Mendoza, is like, you really want to meet pirates? <laughs> it's really dirty. Yes. It's gross. I mean, yeah. the, it's, the present is so clean. Let us – it's tidy. What right. do you want to do? Yeah. And, uh, it's so, hot and sweaty out there. You don't know. It's hot and so there's no air conditioning no. and there's just a lot of killings. Yes. <laughs> and uh, But – did you do – when you started getting into it, what did that manifest itself? I mean, when you're a child, obviously, it's Halloween. Right. It's playing imagination. Yep. It's screwing around and playing being pirate. Yeah. Right? And then 
later did you start like were were there were there was there fiction uh not so much fiction i really got into the children's fiction about pirates there's a lot more now like if you go to amazon and type in pirates oh i and then and then you know sort by popularity it's kids books and romance novels uh, lots of romance novels. Oh, you know what? There are a lot of romance novels. I remember that because, uh, there was a whole, I mean, there's a bookstore in Minneapolis called the Paperback Exchange. Uh-huh. And they have romance novels. They have, uh, westerns, Zane Gray, Louis Lamour. Sure. They have mystery novels, Spencer for Hire, uh, Tom Clancy. Uh-huh. You know, war novels, mercenaries in Africa. But that's all it is. And the damn thing's a warren. But it's incredibly <laughs> well organized. Uh-huh. And so the romance novels are broken up into time travel, pirate, I mean, and pirate <laughs> romance novels are essentially just rape fantasies, right? Usually, yeah. They're I just guess. like, oh, I got snatched. Yeah. I got snatched <laughs> for my snatch, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna take me off into a boat, and then I'm gonna fall in love with the guy who he just thought I was pretty, really. Right, and, right. <laughs> and that I mean, that all goes back to all that old Errol Flynn stuff when they, you know, the he was he was the rogue, you know, he was oh. bad, but he wasn't really bad. Right, right. You know, he had and heart of gold. Yeah, heart exactly. Of, heart of gold with uh, poor poor social skills when he was trying to hit on the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, eh, let's just do this. Yeah, <laughs> you'll like it, I promise. Yeah, <laughs> and that whole thing. I mean, that whole thing really goes back to the the actual period, even. Um, at the time, they would be reporting on these crimes in a very tabloid-esque kind of way, and pamphlets would go out, and there were stories written, and these guys were folk heroes, you know, in the same About way... About the different kinds of crimes that they would commit? Like, whether they were pirate, steal a ship, or murder pirate, or yeah, I mean, abandoned it would just people be, on an island pirate? Yeah, it would just be like the the stories of whatever go, is going on, like we would write mafia stories now, where they're... Oh, Okay. Where there, it's, it's fictionalized, but there's also some real stuff. And, but either way, they're sort of these sort of mythological, uh, criminal heroes. Okay. Uh, or, or, or Old West bandits or, or, you know, any of those types of characters. So they were, that was the, happening at the time. So at the late 1600s and yeah. 1700s, people were like, they were tabloidy kind of serial. Hey, there's this one pirate who is in the Caribbean and, He's awesome. Right. Yeah. Boy, is he handsome. Yeah. That kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was just uh, craziness. So, I mean, they've been doing that stuff since the beginning. Okay. So who's – who were – I mean, have you read any of that old stuff or you read about that old stuff? What? Sure. Yeah. I mean, like uh, there's there's two main books that – I mean, the the – uh, legitimacy and the truthfulness of them are, are always <laughs> called into question. Sure. You know, uh, there's one called, um, oh, I can't even think of it now. Oh, it's, uh, it's called The General History of the Pirates. Pirates with a Y, uh, because again, old timey spelling. Oh, right, and, right. Um, okay. And that one is by Captain Charles Johnson, quote unquote, uh, who most, some people think was actually Daniel Defoe. Okay. Uh, and some people think was other people, um, but is written and it became sort of this seminal piece of pirate writing and that's where a lot of the stories actually came from is that book it's a tough read oh, okay because um, it's so dense it's and very dense English and old-timey and... yeah yeah and i mean you can get it with modern spelling at least which right. is helpful but it's still pretty dense but a lot of the stories about say Anne bonnie and mary reed came from there and blackbeard and you Who's know Anne bonnie can... oh Anne bonnie and mary reed were two of the only female pirates Oh, um, and, well, and that's kind of neat. Yeah, there were a couple of them. They're, yeah, yeah, they're the two main ones that most people think how'd, of. How'd they get out of the drawing room? How'd they get out of the slums? And, what happened? And Bonnie, I think, ended up. She was married to a guy and got tired of him, and she ended up down at the at the pub 
and ran into Jack Rackham, uh, Captain Jack Rackham. Okay. Uh, uh, That's and, a great name. Oh, Jack, it's a yeah. Good name. Actually, I'm, this, his Jolly Rogers, the one I'm wearing on my shirt. Oh, okay. Uh, with the, with the skull and the cross swords. Wait, did Jack Rackham make up the skull and the cross swords? This particular one, yeah. Everybody kind of had a different Jolly Roger. Okay. Yeah. What's, okay, and then after, after you tell me about uh, the lady pirates, yeah, okay. I would like to hear the history of the Jolly Roger. Sure, okay, yeah. Okay. And, uh, so she met Jack Rackham, kind of fell for him, and women were generally never, not even, not allowed, not only on pirate ships, on any ship, uh, cause they were considered bad luck on a ship. Well, uh, I would imagine it would be bad luck to be out at sea for three months and to have one woman. Oh yeah, yeah. That would be bad luck just by a numbers game. Yes, absolutely. Unless that woman really wanted to get laid a lot. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's and a. Yeah. Even then, the fighting was just over the top. So would have been crazyville. No. Yeah. 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 Uh, they also said no little boys. That was the other. Uh, the no. Oh, that was another one. Yeah. Because and you can was, take advantage of tiny people. Yes. Yes. And those were, that was actually written into the the ship's code. Okay. Uh, you could not, no women, no boys. Okay. And, uh, so yeah, so, uh, Jack Rackham. Everybody had to be big enough to defend themselves. Is right. What I think was the deal. <laughs> yes. It had to be a consenting crew of, yes. I guess we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Whether the crew was actually consenting to be there or not, which, yeah, was always questionable. It's always, yeah. As, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, they kind of hooked up. He took her on the boat. Uh, she, I don't think she ever did the dress as a man thing, which, uh, Aunt, uh, Mary Reed actually did, but they ended up, they were an item. Uh, and, uh, I don't think, I don't think they ever actually got married, but they were an item. And okay. then, uh, Mary Reed showed up. Mary Reed was dressed as a man. They brought her on as a man. Uh, I don't, there's not a lot known about her backstory. Oh, but really. she was on their, their crew? On their crew. Okay. So, uh, I, and I can't remember exactly which way the infatuation went, but, uh, either Anne was falling for Mary or Mary was falling for Anne. <laughs> Not knowing Whoa. that Mary was actually a woman. Okay. And, uh, so she was like, by the way, uh, I'm actually a woman. And, uh, <laughs> and they were like, To the oh. disappointment of the 32 gentlemen on the ship, <laughs> yeah, right. the two women were like, oh, we're gonna hook up. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so they, they still managed. I'm sorry to be quite so amused. By no, that. it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Uh, because it seems so modern at the same time. Right. Yeah. Um, which proves, of course, that there's nothing modern about it. Right. <laughs> and so uh, eventually they do, uh, they all got captured. Uh, Jack Rackham was not a terribly successful pirate. Oh, really? Um, and, uh, he, I mean, they all had very short career spans anyway, but his didn't last long. He was originally, uh, part of Blackbeard's crew, crew and shot off from there and did his own thing. But, uh, Mary Reed and Anne Bonnie both pleaded pregnancy. At the oh, trial. There you go. They said we're pregnant. And so they were convicted as pirates, but mm-hmm, they couldn't be sentenced mm-hmm. to death because they were pregnant. Right. Uh, and then finally they, the abortion laws come in. Yes. And then they both split town as quick as possible. And then they were like, look over there. Yeah. I think the baby's <laughs> coming from that direction. Right. Run, run, run. <laughs> and, uh, and after that, we pretty much don't know that much about him. And Bonnie died of some weird disease and Mary Reed just disappeared. Syphilis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> so. probably, yeah. And then the other one, which I guess was later, I thought it was earlier, but it was later. It was um, Madame Ching in China. And this is a really interesting story. I can't believe the movie has not been done yet. Yeah. Uh, what white woman could be tr- cast as Madame Ching? Yeah. Where, how, could, how could Angelina Jolie be possibly <laughs> take her? Yeah, right. <laughs> how does Demi Moore end up as <laughs> Madame Ching? And uh, she was uh, – she I think she was originally a prostitute. She married a pirate captain who had a huge flotilla, a huge – uh, oh, he had crew. A, oh, he had a, a sort of multiple ships. Yeah, he was okay. a, he was a, a big guy uh, in that Chinese pirate scene, and <laughs> uh, he died, and she managed to wrangle her way into power. Oh, she inherited and kept it. Yeah, 
And I mean, it would have been almost, I mean, we're talking, she has somewhere between 300 and 1500 ships up to 180,000 crew across all those ships. And she managed to wheel and deal her way into keeping power over that. What? Yes. It's insane. It was one of the largest, uh, largest pirate crews ever. Yeah, someone needs to make that damn movie. Oh, it would be insane. And ruin it with CGI and yes, casting. Yes, She does show up in one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies very, very briefly. Okay. Um, and uh, strangely, when they did the new – they in, in uh, Disney Shanghai, the new park that opened, there's a whole Pirate's Cove. They did a whole Pirate's Land with uh, a new pirate ride and the whole kind of thing. She does not show up there. I'm like, it's Shanghai. You could have put her in somewhere. Right. And her name is Madam Ching? Madam Ching. C-H-I-N-G? Yeah. You, okay. Sometimes Ching, sometimes Chang. You know, it depends on right, what right. book you're reading. You know. Right. What English person wrote that? Exactly. And misheard. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but she managed to wrangle all this power and control this crew of 180,000 pirates. Wow. Which is insane – for anybody, let alone a Chinese when woman. When that was, was that seventeen, eighteen hundreds? That well, was uh, from what I was looking at. It was it was later. It was like uh, yeah, mid eighteen hundreds. Okay, so opium which is even more bizarre. and yes. craziness, right? Good lord! Yeah, that's a great story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely insane. Okay, so tell me the story of the Jolly Roger. Okay, so the Jolly Roger is uh, it's the flag, and the flag was generally used as a signal of we are pirates. Don't mess with us. Just give up. That was the goal. Because uh, they didn't want to kill people. They just wanted whatever was on the they ship. They just wanted all their stuff. Yeah, they wanted their stuff. And it wasn't even usually treasure that mm-hmm. they were looking. It wasn't coins. I mean, that was great. But they were like, we need uh, medical supplies. <laughs> we need food. We need right. rum. We need, you know, whatever Whatever livestock. you're walking around with, yeah. we would like your wallet, right. essentially. Cause, yeah, because they couldn't, they couldn't just roll into a port and restock. Oh, right. Because they were wanted. Because they were pirates. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And so they would, they were always, they were like, we need, uh, you know, uh, sail materials and we need wood and we need tar and, oh, okay. you know, so they would just, they were in it for whatever they could get usually. Okay. So they didn't want to kill people. They didn't want to destroy the ship. They didn't want to get into a fight if they didn't have to. They just wanted the stuff. And so the, what they would usually do a lot of times is fly the flag of whatever country the other ship was. So oh, okay. If they're tracking a Spanish ship. They're going to put up a Spanish flag. And then as soon as they get close enough where that other ship can't run, mm-hmm. they'll throw out the Jolly Roger, which is the signal of, look, we're pirates. Just just, just go with pull it. pull over. Yeah, just pull over. <laughs> just go with it. Don't give us any trouble. And uh, we'll just take your stuff and we'll either uh, – so a lot of times they would just take their stuff and then send send them on their way. Okay, and yeah. not kill anybody. And not kill anybody if they could. Or, you know, I mean you had guys like – Vane or Lolanay or somebody like that who were just super ruthless, weird psychopaths. There were a couple of pirates that were psychopaths. Absolutely. I, I yeah. cannot say that you, I'm I, surprised, but right. one, one guy whose name was Vane. Charles Vane. Yeah. He okay. was fairly ruthless. And, uh, and Francois Lolonay. Lolonay? Yeah. Don't try and spell that. It's okay. ridiculous. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and they were known to just sort of massacre the crew yeah, well, and, they mean, would, and torch them. In very creative ways. Yeah. Uh, like Lolonay was, he was, he would, uh, you know, uh, Rip out a guy's heart and then make him eat it. Like that was a move of his. Like, Wait, like a real move? <laughs> yeah, that was a real move. Yeah. Uh, or he would, uh, I, and I, I might be making this one up, but I'm pretty sure he actually did this. He would, he would. Uh, I don't know that they knew the science that there was a heart in there. Did they in the safe 1700s? Yeah, they were far enough along okay. to, to know that. <laughs> um, I don't think they could have saved it if they needed to save one, but. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Not a lot of ice chests on the ship, <laughs> but, <laughs> but Wait. I, I think, I think I read he would, uh, he would, uh, go into a guy, uh, grab a uh, part of his intestine, uh, loop it around one of the, uh, masts and then make the guy run until his intestine. 
contestants were all over the deck. So he was very creative. In, wow. Yeah. What a psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. Yuck. So some of them were absolute nut job crazy. And then other guys like, like Blackbeard, Blackbeard never actually killed anybody. Oh, he didn't. Yeah. His crew took out a few people, but he never actually did. He was all about, uh, just get the stuff, but he had show. And part of it was his Jolly Roger. When you saw his Jolly Roger, you knew, okay. Oh, because everyone had a specific Jolly Roger. Yes. You're like, yeah. Oh, that's clearly Blackbeard. Right. That is Lolanay. Yeah. And let's fucking run anyway. Right. Yeah. And, and so Blackbeard's was, uh, um, uh, it was a, a horned skeleton. Uh, holding up a, an hourglass and had a spear spearing a heart. That was his Jolly Roger. It's sort of a convoluted one. Some of them were not the great, right. you know, Nike-style iconography. <laughs> we're just looking for a skull and a couple of swords. Right. Is that not? <laughs> yeah. So they would go over the top with some of these, you know. Right. And uh, But when you saw that, you were like, oh, it's Blackbeard. Can we run? We can't run. Let's just give up and do that. And he would put uh, lit fuses into his beard so that he was enveloped in smoke <laughs> and uh, and very terrifying looking. You know, so he yeah. was he was all about the show. He, yeah, yeah. But but more people lived. Yeah, more people lived because of it. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. Because they were just like, okay, don't just don't. <laughs> right, that guy seems nuts. Yeah, let's get out of here. Yeah, and so the I mean the 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 name the Jolly Roger for the flags they think is a yeah. is a mispronunciation of a Jolly Rouge in French was uh, uh, pretty red because yeah. uh, some of the earliest flags were red rather than black. Oh, okay. Because so they're also flag. pretty noticeable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that red flag meant don't, yeah, don't, don't mess, mess with that guy. Okay. And uh, and then so they started to uh, you know each develop their own for these signaling capabilities uh, okay. about it. And so like the one with the crossed swords, that's Jack Rackham's. The traditional one where you see with the crossed bones underneath is uh, Sam Bellamy's and uh, a bunch of other people. And then that kind of became sort of the de facto one that a lot of people used. Oh, okay. Yeah, later in the in that period. So. So, uh, are most of the famous pirates that we know British? Um, British. They all seem to have pretty Englishy names. Yeah, British, Welsh, uh, some Scottish, uh, and then uh, yeah, it, there was a lot of it coming from that. Especially when you're talking about the Caribbean area where, where there's Nassau. Right, there weren't any like Dutch or. There were some of those, uh, but they. I don't know. It's probably just what who we know here in America, right? More than anything, okay. you know, we can't pronounce some of those Dutch names very well. Sure, there's an umlaut or there's, yeah. a, there's a cross <laughs> through that O, and you're just like, what? What's going on? And we go, uh, Blackbeard, Blackbeard. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So, have you read like Treasure Island? Uh huh. And there's Treasure Island, and then you just mentioned Defoe, Robinson Crusoe, uh, Robinson Crusoe. Yeah, and uh, they think that. Both of those were really um, influenced by, uh, like, the, the Captain Charles Johnson book. Or there's another one called um, The Buccaneers of America by Alexander Exquemelin. And that's from the same era? It's uh, yeah. As well? so, yeah, he's, uh, I think his was out in, like, 1710, 1715, something like oh, that. Oh, wow. And uh, that one is, he was a surgeon. And surgeons were always... If you were a surgeon, don't get mixed up anywhere near a pirate ship because they are going to take you because they needed a surgeon. Right. Everyone needs a doctor. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so he ended up on a pirate ship after being captured and and wrote a book about his experiences. And that's that's the other sort of really basic historical book from the period that that people rely on. And so the the, the, the Treasure Island is sort of influenced by those and the um the the, the Defoe book. Uh, yeah, Robinson Crusoe. Thank you. We both forget the title. Right, exactly. And, Thank uh, God you said it and I wrote it down. Yeah, and that one is actually uh, really based on a story of a guy named Alexander Selkirk who uh, was with a pirate crew and they marooned him 
I forget exactly why. Oh, wow. Uh, but they marooned him on an island, and he was there for three years or something like that, and doing the whole, you know, if he had a volleyball, he would have been Tom Hanks, <laughs> the whole exact thing. And then when he finally got back, he wrote a book about it, and that's a lot of where Robinson Crusoe comes from. Right. Uh, there's a, a single-player board game uh-huh. that, was, uh, that I got for Andy for Christmas, and then I played a bunch of it, and um, suggested by Rich Summer friend of the show, uh, <laughs> Richard Summer. And um, it is a single person board game. It's a card game. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially solitaire. But the, the idea of the game is that you are Robinson Crusoe. Okay. It's called Friday. That's why it's a solo game. Cause, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, except for that you're called, it's, it's called Friday because you are essentially Friday. Okay. Trying to get Robinson Crusoe off your damn island. <laughs> Uh, by the way, a lot of swearing in this episode because I just did a Jackie and Lori and uh, more, nice. more cursing over at the Nerdist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but the uh, the yeah Friday super fun. I'll show it to you afterwards. Oh, that's great. It's, yeah. It's just a it's a it'd be great for the road. Sure. Just because it's a you know unless you you have your phone. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> unless you have the internet. Unless yeah. you have the internet. Uh, oh, we're we're generally marooned game. in a in a hotel room. Somewhere we're marooned anywhere. somewhere, yeah. and it's a and there are pirates that come. That's the final boss battle. Okay. Is pirates come uh-huh. three three pirate ships, and you have to beat the pirate ships to get off the island to get past them. Oh, okay. In into in essentially the navy ship that'll that'll bring you home. Nice. That sounds so, fun. And um. Uh, you lose more often than not, but it's a really fun So game. did the pirates. Yes. Yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah. <laughs> you said it's short-lived. Yeah, yeah, very short. I mean, two, three, four years of the outside were the careers of these guys. And that's it. And that's it because they were either, uh, you know, shot by somebody else or stabbed by somebody else uh, or the government got to them. You okay. know, and when you get towards like 17, 17, 17, 18, that's when Woods Rogers shows up in the, in the Caribbean, in, in the Bahamas and Nassau. And he comes as the governor, the new governor from England. And basically, uh, they, he, they liked him for some reason. He like comes in. Oh, good. There's finally going to be a government. And the pirates sort of accepted him and he offered a, a pardon. Uh, and some of them took it. Some of them didn't. And, uh, and that basically ended. The pirates, oh, you know, in, in the Caribbean was Woods Rogers showing up. Okay. Yeah. Cause he was like, well, we're done now. Yeah. We're not going to need you guys anymore. We have a real Navy. Yes. And, and a lot um, of it was also the wars ending between France and Spain and England and all that kind of stuff was kind of just, you know, they weren't going to war as often. Right. And that everybody lost their privateering. Oh, they're letters. letters of Mark. Yeah. And so that put an end to some of it too. And then some of them just went, went rogue and did went the, rogue did the and whole got thing. Killed. Yeah. And hung and, 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 but Woods, his name was Woods Ryder? Woods Rogers. Rogers. Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah. Somebody gave me this great button the other day. As a guy I was interviewing for my show and he makes, uh, pirate banners and, uh, he gave me a, uh, <laughs> it's a political button. This is Woods Rogers making the Caribbean great again. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Mm-hmm. I was like, that is a super pirate dork button. I like that, it. Yeah. that is, uh, that is some deep stuff. Now, mm-hmm. have you been to the, uh, to pirate cons? Are there pirate, that one There's festivals. Imagine? Okay, yeah. sort of like Ren Fairs or? Very much so, yeah. They're, in fact, there's a Usually lot of- outside or? Yes, yeah. They mix in with the Ren Fairs a lot. Like a lot of the Ren Fairs now will have pirate weekends. Okay. Yeah, and uh, the pirates basically just started showing up and taking over, which- <laughs> Is what they should do. <laughs> right. That does, that is in character. Yeah. In very in character. And so, I mean, completely not the right time frame. None <laughs> right. of that, you know? Yeah. No, but I, I've been to a Ren Fair. Uh, it, <laughs> it feels more, 
It'll be fine. Everybody's yeah. everybody's welcome. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that's a very I I don't do the Renfair thing at all. And uh, I, I never really have, but I've talked to a few of the Renfair people, and they're like, people show up dressed as Batman now. You know, they just show up. It's they just want to wear their costume. Whatever that costume is. And they know it's a safe is. space yeah. yep. because everybody else is wearing a weird costume. Right. And they're like, well, I'm going to wear my Robin Hood costume. Yes. Or whatever. Yeah. And do it. Own it. Make it your – look, it's Blade Runner. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, and so the, I mean, the, the pirates almost kind of started that thing where they just started showing up. And so, uh, some of the Ren Fairs hate it if they're trying to be super traditional with it. And then right. some of the other ones, most of them. I wouldn't show up at an NC, an SCA event, which is the Society for Creative Anachronisms. Uh-huh. <laughs> Those guys care. They spend a fair amount of their lives, uh, trying to be historically accurate. Right. Yeah. Also, there's something called the Darwin. The Darwin. Um, <laughs> there's a Darwin here, you guys. And it's like the Hunger Games. And then at the end of it, only uh, it's like Highland. <laughs> uh, that would be the greatest fair ever. Dickens. There's Dickens, a Dickens yes. fair. There's a Dickens fair in San Francisco. I've been to uh, that one. Yeah, oh, that one. I, yeah, that one I've been to. And that one, I think, tries to stay true to sort of the late yeah. 1800s or wherever yeah. that was set in. Yeah, that's that one's a definitely that nobody's invaded that one yet. No pirates. No pirates at that one that I've seen. Just but, a pile of Jack the Rippers show up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, lots of those. Lots of those. Yeah. But uh, Sherlock the, Holmes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they have. But there are tons of pirate festivals. Uh, where it's just like uh, there's one in Vallejo, California called the NorCal Pirate Festival, which okay. uh, happened uh, just in July. I did go to that one. Um, and then uh, there's Gasparilla in Tampa, Florida, uh, which is huge. Was there soda? What is Gasparilla? Gasparilla, Gas, uh, Gaspar, Gaspar. I don't remember the whole story behind okay. it, but Gaspar was a pirate okay. uh, in that neck of the woods. And uh, so they have the Gasparilla Festival. Um, which in Florida should, should be a soda. Uh, yeah, Tampa, Tampa, Florida. Okay, and like quarter million people go to this thing. It's insane. It's I haven't been yet, but it's just craziness. That sounds bigger than San Diego Comic Con, right? Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, it's giant, and yeah. it's sort of. I mean, these pirate festivals are sort of the Brian Regan of the pirate world, right? Like huge, and nobody knows who they are, right? Outside oh. of that, you know? <laughs> right? You're like, I was like. But they're super family friendly. Is that what some of them? Yeah, most of them are really. Okay. I mean, there's because there's a lot of um, uh, entertainment, kids entertainment, and uh, things like that. And there's also plenty of women with cleavage hanging sexy. out. Yeah, uh, sexy pirate times. Yeah, absolutely. That's always there. But there's you know there's going to be a pirate ship for the kids to climb on, and there's going to be uh, like the the last one I went to had like. Uh, a thing where the kids could go through and learn some sword fighting techniques and, you know, different, okay. different things like that. Yeah. So, uh, there's, there's one, a bunch of them in Texas. Okay. Uh, there's NOLA Pirate Week in New Orleans. Uh, and so that, there's tons and tons of these festivals. Okay. The so country. they're regional and, yeah. and people could just find them and go, well, let's take the kids. Oh yeah. Go look at pirates. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. It's a lot. And there's food and there's, uh, bands. Turkey legs. Uh, yeah. Turkey legs or, sure. and, corn. uh, corn. Yeah. It's a lot of it, so many of the same stuff that you'll see at Ren Fairs. Right. There's, there's, there's. It, I, I think I, I played. I've been to one Ren Fair, uh-huh. and I did an axe throwing thing. It was sort <laughs> of like a hatchet size axe, right? Mm-hmm. And you could throw them at balloons. Okay. <laughs> or wait, no, they, they must not have been balloons. It must have been like a log or something because they didn't have balloons in the Renaissance. It would have been a log that you had to hit or a target or something. All I know is that. 
they sort of stood behind a, like a, like they'd hand you the three things. Yeah. And then they'd go stand behind like a radiation thing when you're <laughs> right, getting an yeah, x-ray. Right. <laughs> they're like, I don't want to be anywhere near where you're going to lose your mind because you don't know how to throw an actual Right. Axe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Hay bales everywhere. Just sure. in an effort to block the, not too hard. Please do not throw it through <laughs> the back of the, of the thing. <laughs> So yeah, I mean uh, the, the the one I went to in Vallejo, they it's actually like I'll, even a lot of the vendor booths. I'm like, mm, you do rent fairs and you just change the sign for this, right? Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Where I mean, it's a lot of the same clothing. And, I mean, because right, the, there's cutlasses, people. I mean, it's yeah. got to be dealer room kind of stuff, exactly. Right? Where there's yeah. there's toys to buy yep. and there's clothes to buy. Oh, tons, tons, and Are expensive. There games? Expensive. Um, I, yeah, I did see a couple of game booths. Yeah, that had the stuff. Are they? Um, is it? Because people are making this stuff in leather, is it? That's why they're expensive because the, yeah, the work I, is so beautiful. Yeah, coats, hats. I mean, people. I mean, to put together like a really dialed-in pirate outfit, you could easily drop six or seven grand. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was looking at uh, at hats. Uh, Javi, a guy named Javier Dominguez. Um, uh, he has a company called Big Hat Pirates, <laughs> and he does amazing, <laughs> amazing like custom pirate hats. And I walked in, I'm like, oh, base model's like three hundred bucks, you know. Wow. And that's with, you know, n- nothing going. Hat, what am I thinking? Tricorn? Uh, tricorn or, you know, something with a, a wider brim up on one side, maybe a feather, you know, there's oh, right, right. all sorts like of- Three Musketeers kind of looking? Sort of, thing? yeah, a little okay. bit of that, a little bit of that. I knew a lot of the, all the- flourish. With a flourish, yeah. The stupid thing is that they didn't wear any of this stuff, really. No? I mean, most of the pirate clothing that we think about, really, I mean, they were wearing- Pretty much the same stuff the sails are made out of. Right. Um, rags. Rags. I should imagine, which is why they had to pirate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, not only that, it's hot. Oh, right. You know, I was at that festival, jeans and a t-shirt, and I was roasting. I'm like, I'm not going to put on a big giant coat and a dumb hat. Right. And, uh, I mean, it's hot, it's wet, it's salty. Right. It's, you know, and, and they're broke most of the time. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, they were not, I mean, there, some of them did... um Jack Rackham he was called Calico Jack Rackham because they always wore calico. Okay. You know, and things Is like that. Is that white? Calico, no, it's like a multicolored kind of Oh, thing. like Joseph and the Amazing Technical. Sort of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, a lot of the um, the pirate clothes that we think of weren't actually what they wore. That's sort of been made up along the way. Right. That's the tabloid sort of glamour. Yeah. Because of the fashions of the time, they probably made them fashionable. Right. And and all the people I've talked to who are historians, especially the ones that do consulting for like black sales on stars or something like that, that's always the concession they have to make is, right. all right, we're going to dress them like people think pirates dress, not like the real thing. Otherwise, nobody will recognize that they're pirates on the right. show. Right. And, and buckles were expensive, probably. Oh, sure. Yeah. Brass, uh, things like that. No. Black, black sales? Black sales. A TV show? It's a TV show. Yeah. On stars. Um, and they're going into their fourth and last season. I think it starts in January. Fourth and last season? Yeah. I always recommend five. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm in show business. Don't you want a hundred episodes? Right. And, uh, uh, great show though. Yeah. Uh, really, really well done. It's actually supposed to be a, um, it's a prequel to Treasure Island. Okay. And so it, Long John Silver, Captain Flint, they're all there, but it also mixes in Blackbeard and Jack Rackham and Charles Vane and all these historical pirates. They're all there in New Providence in the Bahamas and how it all eventually turns into the Treasure Island story. Interesting. Yeah. It's it, really, really well done. Do you remember Deadwood? On yeah, HBO? I love Deadwood. Yeah. Is it like that? But because yes. that was like you kept waiting for, um, who died in the dead man's hand? Uh, uh, uh oh gosh, yeah. I should know that. Um, well, is it, uh, um, Treasure that. Island? No, yeah. that's the thing that we can't remember. Someone, <laughs> yes. someone knows. Gosh, and, I should uh, know that. Uh, yeah. As a anyway. former gambler, I should know that. Yeah. <laughs> aces but, and eights. Aces and eights. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he was, he was in the show. Yeah. 
And every time he'd sit down to a card game, you're like, oh, is this is it now? where he yeah. dies? Is yeah. this where he dies? So is there some of that in Black Sails where yes. you're just like, oh. oh. yeah, like when they took Long John Silver's, John Silver's leg off. Yeah. Uh, we were like, oh, oh, that. I thought they did it too early. But now that I know they're only going four seasons, it kind of worked out to be the right place. <laughs> but we're waiting to see because Treasure Island is, is very on big. Is it Netflix, do you think? or uh, Not yet. Not yet? Not yet. Stars. It should be. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, the Stars app, you can get the whole series and yeah. things like that. Yeah. That's oh, I'd a... steal my parents' password. Oh, good for um, you. Yeah. It works. It works. And uh, But yeah, really, um, it's the most historically accurate show according to – the people that know that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, good. Um, I talked to their historical consultant, Benerson Little, um, who is like, dude lives and breathes pirates, knows everything about pirates. And, uh, so he's their consultant. Mm-hmm. And I said, what'd you have to, what'd you have to give in on? And he said, the clothes. I had to give in on the clothes. Okay. <laughs> but that was pretty much it. Yeah. But Cause, other cause than that, they're, they're very, trying to, yeah. they're trying to do the right. And how do the, do they shoot on, on the, on the water? They shoot in South Africa. I think is where most of the shooting is done for that show. And, uh, they do shoot on the water. Some of the, I mean, a lot of the ships are done CGI, uh, just oh, because okay. it's really expensive to do, yeah, you know, yeah, water really shoots. Expensive. <laughs> they have like, yeah, half a ship that stands in for like five different ships. Right. You know, and they just work from there. But, yeah. uh, well done show. Really, really well done show. And, uh, it sounds amazing. It's really good. There was another one on a year or two ago called Crossbones. Okay. That was an NBC show, uh, starring John Malkovich as Blackbeard. <laughs> Um, which oh, really? is, yeah, weird because, uh, Blackbeard, very hairy dude. Uh, John Malkovich, not so much. Very hairless. Yeah, very hairless. And, uh, that one was good, as good as it could have been for NBC. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was just an hour? It was an hour. Uh, it didn't even, Excuse me. I would it didn't even last one season because they crammed the last two episodes into a special one hour finale. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow, they gave up early. Yeah, they gave up real fast on that one. And, uh, but it was a, it was a fun show. We actually did, uh, I don't know if you know Tony D'Amco. No. Uh, comic. He's down here in LA. Uh, Tony and I did a podcast about that show, uh, which was mostly just me practicing how to do a podcast. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> how yeah. to be disciplined enough to put something out weekly. I'm here with Phil Johnson, by the way, as we all know. It's uh, at Roadside Phil on Twitter. Yep. And your podcast, Under the Crossbones, yep. available on the iTunes yep. and underthecrossbones.com. Mm-hmm. So, and philjohnsoncomedy.com if you want to go see Phil Johnson do stand-up comedy. All over the country. Mm-hmm. Is it uh, wherever they'll let you? That's what I do. Oh, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Like, oh, sure. I'll be up. Yeah. Sure, I'll come over. <laughs> when did you need that? Oh, yeah. My my October schedule is I'm doing uh I'm doing a few nights in uh, Washington and Oregon, and then the next week I'm in Florida. So, wow. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I hope you're not driving. <laughs> no. And uh, that would be brutal. So, That's the worst triple run ever. That would very much be the worst. <laughs> oh my god. So, all right. So, who else? What else? That what else do you love? We're 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 wrapping up here. Yeah. But, but what else are you thinking about pirates? The, what the, are the future of pirates? Oh, what? the future of pirates. I don't know. <laughs> Where do you see pirates in five years? <laughs> I don't know what to do with. I, I, I've been learning a lot about the, the actual pirate music scene, which is uh, interesting. Which I didn't really know was out there. Napster? No. Boo. Yeah, no. Boo. No. Uh, but, uh, pirate bands, there's actually, there's a, a weekly radio show on Wednesdays on the internet radio, not real yeah. radio, internet radio called Scoundrels In. And, uh, they play- Scoundrels? Uh, Scoundrels In. In. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, they play pirate music for a couple hours. And it's- Define pirate music, please. That's the interesting part, is there's the real traditional piratey kind of folky, you know, sea shanty kind of stuff. Right. Um, and Playing that- with- 
electric guitars? And- well, I mean, the real traditional stuff is yeah. all acoustic mandolins, you know, okay. hand drums, that kind of stuff, like you would see on a ship. Um, and uh, actually, being a musician on a ship was interesting because in the Pirate Code, they got Sundays off. Um, but oh, they, had to, they had to play every other day. Uh, they were like surgeons. If they, you needed a musician, don't get anywhere near a pirate ship because they were going to take right, you. Gonna, we need we need some entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so there's the real traditional sea shanty stuff, which is very much a Celtic English folk song based kind of thing. Okay. And then, but now there's everything. There's pirate hip hop. There's pirate metal. Uh, there's uh, there's a um, uh, Alestorm is the big pirate metal band. I mean, okay, A L E S T O R M. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and I mean, there it's a sort of an offshoot of, if it can be an offshoot of this Viking metal, uh, which is also a thing. Okay. Um, which who knew that would be a thing? I didn't even huh. know that. Well, that it sort of makes sense that uh, the pirate thing would cross with the Viking thing, right. just because it's a lot of ships and swords and fighting. Yes. Yeah. There you yeah. go. So. So there's Alestorm. There's now forget, uh, and there, there's a band called O'Craven, which is actually they're in San Jose, where I'm from. They are Celtic pirate punk. Uh, so niching down, niching punk. down, niching down, yeah. And so they're fully electric, and and but they've got a very Celtic punk vibe, sort of like a flogging Molly, but with pirate lyrics. Oh wow! Yeah, and uh, so cool stuff there. And then there's uh, there's hip hop. Uh, what's that guy? Captain Dan and the Scurvy Crew is like the. <laughs> it gets super ridiculous. Is that a white gentleman? Yes. All yeah, right, there yeah. you go. Captain Dan, white dude. Yes. Uh, but you listen to it and you go, well, all right, he could, he could pull it off, all I right. guess. You He's know? got some skills. Yeah. All right. And uh, so the only thing I haven't found is pirate jazz, uh, which now makes me need to go home and write some pirate jazz. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> which, get a trumpet and just go off on yeah, your own. I don't know. I don't know what it would be yet, but uh, so I like a musical the, what challenge. Are the, ly- the lyrics, are they mostly just drinking songs? Or just There's like, a lot of drinking songs. There's a lot of, uh, you is know. Is it country music gone to gone pirate shanty? Sort of, yeah, yeah, a lot of it. I mean, because the the tales are of trucks and trucks right. and ladies and drinking. Yeah, it's ships and grog and wenches and there you yeah, go. That there kind you of, go. yeah, exactly. It's all this. <laughs> There's a theme. It's the same stories, yeah, but right. you're set on the ocean. We're set on the ocean, yeah. Right, it doesn't matter. We uh-huh. go to the Silicon Valley. It's going to be uh, computers and women and uh, and I think uh, some sort of a flight of wine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, so. yeah right. And the, but there's so many different little takes on it. It's amazing that I just didn't know there would be that kind of depth yeah. in that kind of scene until you really get into it. And I was never really into it, despite being a musician. I was, right. I just, you know. And now what do you, I'm finding what do you all sorts play? of stuff. What do you play? I sing and play guitar. I do that a lot in my act. And, okay. Uh, and but I also play flute and piano and a bunch of other things. And okay. You know, so I, I have a degree in jazz now. I tell dick jokes for a living. Right. So that's what a degree in jazz guitar gets you. That, that will, that will, but, uh, <laughs> my professor so played that proud. Spanish, uh, guitar, you know, that old Spanish the flamenco stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, my very first guitar teacher was a flamenco guy and okay. I was like, but I want to play Metallica <laughs> yeah, <of course. laughs> because I'm 16. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but that flamenco stuff, very pretty, very pretty guitar. Pretty stuff. and very difficult, exceedingly yeah. difficult. A lot, yeah. a lot of, a lot of fingers moving around. Yes. Moving around yeah. on frets. <laughs> I know a lot about music, you guys. Uh, the word fret came up. Uh, <laughs> drinking game for the American <laughs> public there. And uh so there's there's the music. Uh-huh. There's is there dance? Um <laughs> not any sort of specific dance. Okay. I've seen um uh, uh pirate people not always in the best shape. Um <laughs> At these festivals. Right, but they gather. They gather, yeah. Sure, they gather, I've they seen... sit around. Is there food then? Lots. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is there pirate food? Is there it's cauldrons? Not, it, you know, like I was saying, it's kind of like the same stuff you'd see at the Ren Fair. Like I did see pot pies and things like that. I want there to be more stews. There should be, yes. Yeah. A fish stew. <laughs> yeah. Work on a chiapino, people. Right. 
Pick yourself up. Treat yourself right. <laughs> Treat yourself right. Find a find an island with some mussels. Yeah. And some, yeah. And some clams. Start digging. Right. And yeah. uh, I think I had a pretzel at the last festival. So yeah. Oh, it's so not, pretzels not, were happening. Not super. Not hardtack with weevils in it, which I appreciate actually. Yeah, uh, yeah, really, if it was, if it was right. that traditional, there would be rats and maggots in it. Yeah, yeah. so the, and there's no need for it. No and need so for it. Let's, yeah. let's bring it, let's bring it to current days. Yeah, they didn't eat well. No. No, as no. scurvy, you know. Scurvy. Were, yeah. They All did right. figure out, it was right about the time, funny, that they were, they were figuring out that they needed fruit, they just didn't know why. Oh. And so they would, they would go on land and, you know, grab mangoes off trees and things like that because they were like, we know we need fruit because it makes this other thing not happen, but they had no concept of vitamin C or why that would what? cause that or anything. Yeah. What is scurvy? I forget what scurvy is. It's a vitamin C deficiency. But what is it? Does it make you lose your teeth? Yeah. Yeah. It turns That's your gums black and makes your teeth fall out and you just generally feel like crap and all that kind of does stuff. Does it kill you? It can if you let it go long enough. Yeah. But so they would start to, like, if they were, you know, becalmed and there was no, they're in the middle of the ocean. There's no wind. They're sitting there for two weeks, whatever it is that would start to kick in if they ran out of fruit. And that was their first priority when they got to land was find a mango and eat it to get these guys, you know, back in decent health. But there's actually, there's actually a scurvy awareness day, uh, currently that happens in May, uh, in the United States of America, in the United States of America, and uh, I've been trying to get the organizers onto my show, and I haven't been able to make contact with them yet because <laughs> I want to find out why they think this is the biggest problem we have. <laughs> Every day has to be a day. Everybody, I don't know what day it is today, but it might be paper cut day. Right. Don't worry. I used to work at Kinko's, and I used to get paper cuts all the time. One of the worst jobs. Oh, I'll bet. I'll it's, bet. Uh, yeah. It was trouble. Yeah. But, uh, so okay. So I mean, most of the most people now pretty much just know talk like a pirate day. And, oh, talk and like that's a pirate a, day. That's a thing. And that is, uh, yeah. uh, I know we have, um, one of the things that is in the kitchen, uh, uh-huh. as, as a part of the craft services of the Dork Forest, <laughs> uh, with Phil Johnson, you guys, hmm. is, uh, there's, there's some fruit and, cause it's, it's, you know, we're, we're in the, we're in the, the summer. So sure. there's plenty of fruits and veg in there. Uh-huh. But there's always chocolate and cashews. Nice. And the chocolate, we, they're dove dark chocolates. Right. But Andy has also gotten into these dark, Caramel salt things. Oh, okay, yeah. And Dove Dark, these individually wrapped chocolates uh-huh. have, um, their, they're like fortune cookies. They oh, have okay, fortunes yeah. in them. Right. And yeah. so when you, it, the rule with Andy Ashcraft, uh-huh. my fellow, uh-huh. is that when you open up a dark chocolate, you have to read the thing yes. in a dark, dark voice. Right. <laughs> and the salty dark chocolates, you have to read them in a pirate voice. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Matter of fact, Tell a story. I'll go get one. We'll both do a salty dark chocolate, uh, caramel, uh, we'll, we'll do a, a fortune. Okay. I like it. So uh, the, the talk like a pirate day thing came about, uh, when, uh, Mark Summers and John Bauer, uh, were playing racquetball and, uh, they were having a terrible racquetball game and they started just out of nowhere talking like pirates and insulting each other. And afterwards they said, this should be a thing. This should be a day we, f- we feel like. And then they did nothing. Uh, but nothing about it. And, uh, thank you. And, uh, so they contacted Dave Barry, the columnist. From Florida? Yeah. Who's wacky? Yeah. That guy? Yeah. And they said, hey, we have this idea for a thing and, uh, called Talk Like a Pirate Day. And he was like, well, what have you done about it? And they were like, nothing. <laughs> we and, told you. 
Yeah, pretty much. And then uh, for some reason, Dave Barry decided to write about it, and that's when it exploded. Right, because he's syndicated in 110 newspapers at the yes, time. Yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, and if so that's when it kind of went nuts. 40, you may not know who Dave <laughs> Barry is. So. And so that's when it kind of went nuts. And and they have really I, – I was talking to him on my show, and I was like, so what have you guys done to you know promote it to do – and they're like, nothing. We have done absolutely nothing, <laughs> nothing at all. And every year in September – Right around the 19th, they're both heavily booked somewhere, uh, to do, you know, some talk like a pirate day, something or other, you know, <laughs> steady work. It was, it was completely v- internet viral kind of whatever, mm-hmm. you know? So I thought that was pretty fascinating, especially since how hard we have to work to get anything off the ground. Right. <laughs> you just need to know like Ann Landers, it turns out. Right. Um, so, um, uh, mine. Hopefully they aren't the same one. Uh, this is the Dove Sea Salt Caramel and Dark Chocolate uh, saying, and mine is, Arr, actually go to a bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, good for them, Dove. <laughs> but you should always do an R before it, it helps your pirate voice, or yeah. I've found. Mine says, learn something new from an old friend. <laughs> There you go. That's a salty, salty. That's a a salty advice from the Dove Dark Chocolate people. Good for them. They're doing vital work. Mm, Those are really good. Yeah, not bad, right? Oh, there's going to be 14,000 calories in each one. No, no. I think uh, they're not bad. They're not bad. That's good. I I think uh, when I was was going to Weight Watchers, I actually found out how many points they were, and I think they're only like one or two points. Oh, that's wonderful. I would there eat you go. enough points to kill myself on those. Right. You yeah. could, you could have the entire bag if, if, uh, weirdly enough, Andy Ashcraft, huge fan of moderation. I don't know how <laughs> it was ever installed in him. I don't have any part of it. The only reason I, I genuinely don't eat all of them because I've tricked myself into believing that they're his. Oh, okay. That's a and good way to do I it. I have them when I, when I do the dork forest, then I'm like, oh, well, guests are over. Yeah, right. I yeah. can, I get to, yeah. ha- I get to have a dark chocolate, but the rest of the time they're save them for him. My, my and- girlfriend will do this thing where she'll set like a Reese's peanut butter cup on the kitchen counter <laughs> and she will go in full view and go, that is mine. Do not eat it. Wow. But then it will sit there for six months because she has just self control for days. Yeah. That's and, insane. Uh, it's totally insane. Why is it sitting on the counter? First of all, it's going to melt. <laughs> because she she likes to do that to me. Oh, there you go. Yeah. It's a little bit of a torture. It's a torture a torture device. Yeah, interesting. And uh, and eventually I will I will eat it if she doesn't. Right. Because uh, she'll like eat like the little dark chocolate you just mm-hmm. gave me. That yeah. would last her three days. She would take a little nibble, put it back in the wrapper, and set it on the counter. And it uh, drives those me people are psychotic. They are. They absolutely. It are. feels like they would be the pirates. Yes. <laughs> of my heart. Anyway, but. Uh, <laughs> Completely crazy. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Is there any good pirate fiction out there that you like? Um, yeah, I, I don't read a lot of pirate fiction. I'm really more of the nonfiction type of stuff. Okay. There's, there's a couple of really good nonfiction ones. There's one called, and this is, gets super dorky, but it's the, it's called The Invisible Hook, uh, by Peter T. Leeson. Okay. And it is about the economics of golden age piracy. He's an economist. Okay. And so he gives, goes into, you know, why, why they had, uh, like a, a, a very basic form of health insurance on the ships as part of the pirate code. Where like if you, if you lost your right arm, or maybe it was a leg, I think it was, if you lost a leg, you got 800 pieces of eight extra above your normal share of whatever the loot was. What is a piece of eight? Uh, it was, what, it's a whatever weight? the coins, yeah, whatever, whatever the Spanish coins were. And okay. Yeah. I don't remember exactly how it would equate now, but, right. uh, yeah, it was a, it was a coin. So you get 800 coins. 
uh, if you lost a leg. Uh, if you lost your right arm, you get 400. If you lost your left arm, you get 300. I guess most of them were right-handed, but. So, yeah. So they had like this plan where if you got injured, you were compensated for it. Interesting. Yeah. So he goes into that. He goes into, you know, how they dealt with, uh, slave ships and things like that. Uh, and so all this just like. How did they deal with slave ships? Well, it really depended on what they needed. If they needed cargo, then the slaves got sold. If they needed crew, they became crew. Um, sometimes voluntarily, sometimes not so voluntarily, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a lot of that kind of stuff just happening and it was, uh, not really thought about that much. Um, right, cause, uh, the slave trade was a slave trade. Yes, exactly. And, yeah. but they didn't, there was, there was no Robin Hood. There was nobody going around freeing the slaves. No, not really. Not really. Okay. And, uh, I mean, in, uh, it's strange. That's another part of my time travel joke, by the way. I uh-huh. want to go back and stop slavery. You get off the time travel, tra- uh, the time machine and someone kills you. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, you don't have that kind of power. Yeah. Uh, that's you're a, tough one. a graphic designer. Right. Anyway, yeah. whatever your job is. <laughs> and I mean, that went on forever. I just read a book called, uh, Thomas Jefferson and the Tripoli Pirates, uh, which takes place in like, like the 1780s, 1790s, right after the revolution. And, uh, and it was, um, Tripoli and Tunisia and that whole Middle Eastern part of the world, uh, kidnapping American ships and taking, taking American soldiers into slavery in that part of the world. So okay. it was, it was, it was everywhere. Right. And pirates were always <laughs> doing that type of right. thing, you know. Um, but for the most part, they weren't into taking, taking slaves. Yeah. Uh, unless they were already taken. Okay. You know, from what I know. Oh, yeah. they weren't, they weren't going on land and finding slaves. No, that Though was they a would separate go into business. town and press gang people? Would they do that? Oh, they would if they needed people. Yeah. yeah. That was, they'd, that was almost go to more. whatever port. Yeah. That was more of a merchant marine thing. Uh, usually if, uh, if you were press ganged, it was from another ship. And a lot of times those guys would. Opt, they kind of wanted out. They'd opt for it anyway. Yeah. yeah because they like, knew it was a better design. It's a better deal. Yeah. I mean, there was, it's kind of think about pirate ships as a very basic early form of democracy. Um, because the, you know, the crew voted on where we're going next. The crew voted on whether we're going to attack that ship. The, okay. the captain really did. It was didn't... more of a meritocracy and, and yeah, democracy yeah. than, than the rest of it from the sound of it. Right. Yeah. And like the, the pirate captains only had power, real power during a battle because you don't want to discuss things during a battle. Right. Um, but outside of that, the crew voted on everything and the quartermaster was sort of the, he was the delegate. He was the guy that would speak for the crew after, you know, everything had been decided. Okay. Yeah. So how, so it went captain, like first mate? Uh, first mate, oh. quartermaster, sort of the same thing. Is it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and so there's the quartermaster who was, he was also in charge of, uh, divvying up supplies. the supplies and the, the, the money and all that kind of stuff. He was the payout guy. Okay. Um, but he was also the mouthpiece for the crew to the captain. Okay. And then you had the bossin, uh, which was, he was the, the navigator guy? No, he was the deck guy. Uh, and, and he was in charge of repairing the ship and repairing the hull. Uh, so when they would, um, you know, pull it up on land. He would to, assign like carpenters and, yeah, and all yeah. that kind of he stuff. He was like head carpenter kind of. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, and then they had gunners, uh, and, uh, and then, um, uh, you just said something else that triggered another, uh, another memory. Yeah. I can't think of what so, it was. Anyway. Um, well, all of yeah. my knowledge of military, uh, is, comes from Star Trek. Right. It isn't. It isn't ideal. Mine comes from Star Wars, so it's even <laughs> less appropriate. <laughs> right? More, more, more top heavy. For sure. Yes. <laughs> so, well, what uh, what pirate movie did you like? The Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I, I like the first two, okay. three. How uh, many are the there? The fifth one is coming out next year. And uh, boy, y- yeah, no kidding, yeah. yeah. 
And they were super going to make a mistake because I love the pop culture pirate stuff just as much as the history stuff because okay. I came from the Disney thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so they, uh, they were, because Johnny Depp has himself in some hot water, you know, because of his ex-wife at the moment. Right, he's uh, divorcing and there might be trouble. Yeah, but... who knows what's going on exactly. I tend to believe Doug Stanhope. Doug Stanhope. Because uh, did you read he's that? close friends? Well, he... Uh, who, what did Doug okay. Stanhope say about... Uh, do, the speculation was is that Johnny Depp uh, domestically abused his wife. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons they were getting divorced. Right, yeah, okay. exactly. Doug Stanhope wrote this huge piece that got printed in one of the online outlets. Right. Uh, saying how, how well he knows Johnny Depp and that, uh, how. What? Like, like they'd been telling him for months, hey, this chick's a nutcase. She's going to pull something. And. Doug this is Stanhope knows Johnny Depp? Yes. Yeah. Strangely. Which seems like a weird relationship that and somehow worlds, makes sense. Worlds yeah. colliding. Worlds colliding. Yeah. But I guess maybe if. All right. Who knows? Yeah. Like, I know people. I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I w- if I were going to believe TMZ or Doug Stanhope, I would believe Doug every time. Oh, yeah. You know, because he's a pretty truthful dude. He's a pretty straightforward hey, guy. I don't think he – and he has no horse. He has he's no, no horse, horse in that yeah, race. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What is – yeah. Right. He's like, I'm not going to get anything out of this. Right. Yeah. So anyway, Disney was starting to pull back the, the Captain Jack Sparrow character from the new movie, and people flipped out uh, because they're like, he's the movie. Yeah, he's and- the whole – He's the reason he was the. I only liked the first one personally. Yeah. But, they were going to um, push the Orlando Bloom character up front, which okay. is like that's like you know making a Back to the Future movie that's all about the little kid who Michael J. Fox took the skateboard from. You know, <laughs> I mean, you're like, who cares? We don't care who that kid is. Uh, I would like a remake of Errol Flynn with Orlando Bloom in it. That would work. That, that would, would absolutely work. work. Yeah, because yeah. I think that that casting a new Captain actually, Blood. Yeah, yeah, that would that would be great. Yeah, and uh, so anyone listening. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now I'm mean, Disney listened and now they're pushing the Captain Jack character back They'll into the fine. movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the fourth one was overblown. It was a drag. It was a CGI mess. Um, yeah. They, it turned into a CGI mess. Yeah. Almost immediately. Yeah. And the first one was just weird enough to make me entertained. Yes. And yeah. I was like, Oh, the, yeah, I'll do this. Right. This yeah. is weird. And what the hell is that guy doing? Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The first, the first two were good. The third started to slide and the fourth one was a disaster. And, uh, most people don't even remember there was a fourth one. Yeah. And, I uh, yeah. And, uh, the fifth one is coming out next year. So <laughs> I'm, my hopes are high, but not that high, you know, and I don't know. But then when they put the, the stuff from the films into the rides, they did it very tastefully. Um, cause I talked to one of the Imagineers who was involved in that part of the process of putting the, the, the right. Like, you know, Johnny an Imagineer. That's neat. And yeah. So, well, uh, I go hunting for these people. Right. Oh, that's because true. that's my thing, right? right? I've gone, I'm trying to get somebody. I've got a, a guy who's going to talk to me about the new Shanghai Pirates Cove. Okay. Um, but, uh, who's a friend of my brother's that my brother knows because my brother lives here in Los Angeles and he uh-huh. knows people and I don't because I live in San Francisco. There you go. And, uh, <laughs> I know engineers. Right. That's all. <laughs> and, uh, but he's, he, now he's, he's a current guy at the company. So he's got to clear everything with Disney PR before he can talk to me about it. Oh, fair enough. The, the other guys I've talked to are, have already exited the company, so they don't care anymore. Right. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you this, Ron, uh, Phil Johnson, uh, Ron Johnson. Who's Ron Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw, I think I saw roadside and I went, Ron? Yeah, oh, that's I was like, it, yeah. what the hell happened? Uh, I'm here with Phil Johnson, mm. Rangers of the Dork Forest, and, uh, Phil Johnson can be found at philjohnsoncomedy.com. Yes. At Roadside Phil on the Twitter and at Under the Crossbones. Yep. No, uh, just Under un- Crossbones under on, crossbones. Twi- on Twitter, yeah. but Under the Crossbones.com. Yeah, everywhere is else. Is everywhere else yeah. and on iTunes. 
This has been fascinating. Oh, I good. knew it would be. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm psyched that you came and did the Dork Force. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was great. And ladies and gentlemen, you know the rules out there, Rangers. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we, you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?